Very good evening and welcome to Women's National Basketball League action between the Sydney Uni Flames and Townsville Fire. John Keogh courtside at the Sydney University Sports and Aquatic Centre for round six of the Defence Force Jobs WNBL on Sport Radio alongside me for tonight's 200th call of the WNBL. It's a very warm welcome to Basketball Australia's media manager, Bill Baxter. G'day John, good to be here. Little crowd coming in at the Active Sports Centre, what do you think? Look mate, hopefully we're going to get a good crowd in here. I know they've filled it to capacity, which is only around about 500 the first couple of games this season. Looks like they're flowing in at the moment. Interesting game tonight. Townsville on a double road trip this weekend. Went down narrowly to Canberra last night, by 10 points in fact. Sydney looking to go 4-3 and three after splitting their opening six games. I thought that Townsville was good last night, but, but only for three of the four quarters. If it wasn't for that disastrous third quarter, they would have been able to hold Canberra for the whole game, and Canberra are a really tough team, so I think without Poto tonight, uh, Sydney Uni's going to be in a bit of strife. Yeah, absolutely, and I was speaking to both the coaches in a pre-game interview just a few moments ago, and one of the big concerns for Karen Dalton was the fact that Jennifer Krause just dominated the rebounding last time these two teams played a couple of weeks ago, 39-point win to Townsville. Yeah, I think Krause had a, a 20-rebound game, maybe in the first round. She did a lot of damage last night against Canberra as well. And you look at the Sydney Uni team, and apart from uh, Big Rach, uh, Herrick, they don't look that tall. Kira Shields maybe coming in at 6'2", 6'3", Lindsay Plummer, the import, maybe at 6'1", or 6'2", but, but after that, they don't have a lot. And what do you think Crouch is coming in at? I don't have her height right here, but I think she'd have to be 6'4", 6'5". Oh, easily, yeah. She's definitely the tallest out there. She's going to be a real handful tonight. I did a few moments ago catch up with Karen Dalton. Let's have a listen to what she had to say. Well, Karen Dalton coming up a fairly strong opponent tonight. Yeah, no, we, um, we lost to them by 39 a few weeks ago, so um, obviously uh, they're, no, they're doing really well, and I think they had a tough game against Canberra last night, so it'll be a tough game tonight for us. It's been a real changing in the guard at Sydney over the off-season. Porter, Muscle, White and Veal have all moved on. How do you handle that transition as a coach? Uh, look, we've got a, a really good group of young girls coming through, and I think it's given them an opportunity to... Um, you know, to get some valuable court time and, you know, we're, we're sort of in a bit of a rebuilding year this year and um, I think we'll get better. As, you know, we've had some pretty good games in Canberra, so we're not doing too bad. We've just had a pretty tough start of the year. And your American import plumber, a real acquisition to the team this season? Yeah, no, she's been good. She, you know, I mean, she only got there a couple of days before the season started, but um, she's a great girl, um, you know, really, really good um, leadership in the group and, you know, having a really good season. And Alicia Poto is hobbling around at the moment. What's the story with her and how long is she expected to be out for? Uh, well, she's definitely out tonight. Uh, we'll see how she goes during the week as to whether she'll suit up and play limited minutes next week. Uh, but she tore her calf in the last 50 seconds of the Logan win. Um, so, you know, she's had a couple of niggly injuries this year and I think it's put, I think the week before she had hurt her ankle and I think she just put too much pressure popping around on the calf for the whole week and then played the game and then we have to accept the fact that she's out and uh, you know, give someone else an opportunity to step up. And you're obviously pretty keen to contain Rowani Cox tonight. She's one of the stars of the league. Yeah, look, you know, she's a great player and I've got no doubt that you know, she put up big numbers again last night. I think she's top point scorer in the league. And um, they've got 
a good, well a really good all-round balanced team, and probably the person who hurt us the most in the last game was Kraus, Jennifer Kraus. So, um, you know, we lost the boards by a large margin last time, and I think that's our focus tonight is to at least try and get in the contest on the board. Good luck tonight. Thanks very much. Peter Barkle, tough road trip this weekend. Went down last night. Important to get a win here tonight. Yeah, it is. That's exactly right. It is a tough road trip. Um, you know, we battled hard against the Canberra team. And uh, now we're looking forward to uh, um, going at it against Sydney. And, uh, yeah, we're after a win. What did you Townsville uh, players learn last night from the loss to Canberra? Mate, we were right there with them. We just, uh, you know, our execution dropped in the third quarter. And they, uh, you know, and look, they got out on us. And, uh, you know, so we need to be better at uh, staying within our stuff, executing offensively. You had a comfortable win a couple of weeks ago against the Sydney Uni Flames. What was the secret to success that night? Obviously, if you're looking to use similar kind of tactics. Yeah, but I, I think it, uh, you know, that was our first hit out against Sydney, so they'll be much more prepared for us. And, uh, you know, they were on a uh, two-game road trip, so that's always tough for them. So, uh, you know, we, we, we just... One of the things when you're playing is to focus on, on uh, making sure that you're going to your strengths and you're playing to your strengths, regardless of who you play with. Speaking of some strengths, Rahani Cox and also Jennifer Kraus. Kraus had an excellent game earlier in the season against Sydney Uni. Her height and her rebounding was terrific. Looking for her to follow up similarly tonight. Yeah, it's something Jenny's working really hard on and she's, uh, you know, she's a quality player, mate, so that's, you know, it's great for us. Good luck tonight, mate. Thanks, mate. Peter Buckle there, the coach of the town to a fire. Only around about 15 seconds away from a tip-off in this match tonight. It's the Sydney Uni Flames hosting the town to a fire. Bill Baxter, what are your thoughts on tonight's match and who are you tipping? I'm tipping Townsville by maybe 20. I think they're going to get it done. I don't think they're going to have too much trouble. I think that Poto, being the, one of the leading scorers, if not the leading scorer in the Sydney Uni team, uh, high team, 16 or 17 points a game, uh, she's going to be sorely missed. She puts in four or five assists a game. They're going to miss that. What they're going to miss most about Poto is that she's the spiritual leader of this team. And without that leadership on the floor and expecting uh, an ABA player like uh, Adrian Gilbert to come in and, and step in control a team like that. I just can't see it happening. I see Rahani Cox going for more than 20 points. I see Jennifer Krause going for more than 20 points. And I see the guards just battling it out down low. Underway here and the early tip-off goes the way of Townsville. Flanagan has the ball in the front court. We'll get to the starting fives in just a moment. Here's Krause at the top. Intercepted by Apiaki. She transits down the court. Goes down the right-hand lane. Knocks it in and draws the foul as well. Going for the three-point in the opening 20 seconds. If there's one thing that can get Sydney Uni over the line tonight, it's that this crowd can get behind them and make them do something better than they've been doing before. Uh, they certainly like that play from Eva. So Afiaki at the free throw line looking for a three-point play. Uh, she can't hit it, hits the back of the iron. Kerr pulls down the rebound, Flanagan into the front court. Referees this evening, Scott Becker, Alison Ross and also Steve Diamond as Kraus receives it inside the arc, gives it back to Flanagan, who goes down the right-hand lane with a nice little lay-in. Two points apiece. Absolutely. She will be sorely missed at both ends of the court tonight. There's no doubt about that. Alicia Poto, terrific player. Pulling up for the two, and a big one at that is Rhonda Price. And she looks like an exciting sort of player as well, Bill. Yeah, she's 6'1", uh, maybe not much taller than that, but quite athletic. Good game face off tonight. The shot missed for Townsville. Krause, the offensive board, tries to put it back off the glass. Missed it. 
Kerr has the ball. She's blocked by a couple of Sydney Uni players. And a jump ball called possession arrow is going the way of Sydney Uni. That could be the start of things to come. Well, one chance, two chances, maybe three chances each time. Those offensive rebounds are really going to make a difference. Absolutely. And they don't really have a suitable matchup for her either. That's going to be really tough going for Karen Dalton. Gee. Lorenzi using some physical body work with the ball there. Gave it to Plummer at the top of the perimeter. Price goes back to Plummer, works her way inside the paint. She's double posted up against. Missed the shot. Kerr ripped down the rebound. Flanagan the outlet pass. Got it to her teammate now in Lewis. Thought about driving it in back to back out. Flanagan across the arc. Here's this dangerous player in Rowani Cox. She drives to the free throw line. She's fouled and stripped of the ball. But she did draw the foul in the process. Rowani Cox is preferred. Third shot is not the three-pointer, even though she's got one. That's fake and putting it on the ground. She, she can really cause some troubles penetrating inside there. She does like to penetrate at all opportunities, although, as you mentioned, she has got that J. She's at the free-throw line now. Let's run through the starting fires. For Sydney, we have Afiaki, Pataki, Plummer, Lorenzi and Price. For Townsville, it's Flanagan, Kerr, Smith, Lewis, Krauss and Cox. Aaron Lorenzini running the point for Sydney Uni and replacing Felicia Poto. Ryan Cox made one of two from the free throw line. Here's Lorenzi on the right flank. Lorenzini, thank you very much, Bill. As Pataki drives it baseline and drops down the shot, draws the foul. Another opportunity for a three-point play. Both coaches from Sydney Uni off the bench. Karen Dalton yelling out to her charges, talking about getting tighter in defence. Controlling the sidelines like she wants this game. Absolutely. Well, she's an experienced campaigner, Karen Dalton. Opportunity now for a three-point play for Pataki. They lead 6-3 Sydney Uni. Oh, hit the back of the iron, so not making the most of their free throw opportunities. Cherise Smith onto the court for Townsville. For three points, that was Rowani Cox. Knocks down the triple. The lady who likes to penetrate, but as you mentioned, Bill also has that long game too. She's dangerous, isn't she? She's in form. She's going to go. She's going to be big. Afiaki thinks about the quick triple response then, decides to offhand it to Plummer, gives it to Pataki now, still outside the perimeter with Lorenzini. She drives against Flanagan. Flanagan gave a little bit of a hand in there and called for the foul. So that's four early fouls for Townsville, if I'm not mistaken. I think the fourth's about to pop up onto the board for their team. Maybe three, in fact, but it's six points apiece, so something they're going to have to keep an eye on. Something that cost them last night, uh, the ineffectiveness of Krauss in the second half, three fouls, so couldn't, couldn't foul uh, or get good defense on Abby Bishop down low. Caused a lot of problems. Oh, Cox strips Afiaki of the ball, goes all the way down the court herself and lays it in. That was too easy. Terrific defensive skills there. She's got it at both ends of the court. Here's Price. Received the transition pass. Plummer ran into Kerr in a brick wall. She's called for a travel. Was imploring for the foul to be called. It wasn't. Don't think there was a lot in it. Could have gone either way or maybe a no call was in order there. Here comes Flanagan. She just walks it into the front court for Townsville. They lead eight points to six now. They did trail 6-3 before, so they put on the last five points of this match. Courtesy of a triple from Cox is just 
mishandled the basketball and thrown it out of course. Thrown it away there, and uh, after hitting a three-pointer, uh, getting the breakaway layup, you'd hope for a hard hit and let one rip there. See, a bit of a heat check. You'd like to see some more triples. You're not the only one. Here's Plummer. I think she had a toe on the line. Oh, it's counted for a Down triple. That is downtown. She's a tall girl, but can shoot the ball too. She's got great range from out there. She's been doing that all season. She's a real exciting acquisition to this Sydney E Flames team. Lindsay Plummer, 192 centimetres, played for UCLA in college basketball in the States, and I believe drafted at number 20 in the WNBA draft as well. Yeah, just couldn't get a gig there, but you know, four full years at UCLA with a, with a college like that, you would expect her to have extremely good fundamentals. Pressing down the court now, Flanagan. Gave the pass to Cox outside the perimeter. She spots up Smith. She's a dead by Dick with the triple, Norway, and doesn't let the commentators down. Nails the three. That's their second triple. Beautiful rainbow. Nearly touched the ceiling. She's got a lovely left hand on those long-range shots, Cherie Smith. They're out to an 11-9 lead. The Townsville fire over Sydney Uni Flames. Five minutes 58 remaining in this first quarter. There is a foul called on Kerr, rather, Annika Kerr. She's back in the Townsville lineup after spending a season at Christchurch. Obviously, they're no longer in the WNBL competition. Huge pickup for Townsville. Uh, Anika Kerr, not only good at the WNBL, but the international level. One of the best players in the game. Has played for the Tall Ferns in the 2004 and 2008 Olympics. Quick two points there to CDE. Down the other end of the court, Cherise Smith drove down the left-hand lane and was called, uh, was fouled in the process. Townsville, uh, no secret in Townsville's idea tonight. As soon as they get it, running down the court as fast as they can, transition basket. See if the Sydney team can keep up with them. Substitution onto the court is Tanya Smith for the Townsville Fire. Annika Kerr takes a well-earned rest. We're at 11 points all. At the line is Cherie Smith. Nails the first. She's up to four points this evening. And the second looks good as well. She's got a good shooting hand. There's going to be a substitution for Sydney Uni. Eric steps into the game. Price steps out. So a little bit more height out on the court. Here's Karen Dalton thinking. It's an interesting experiment from the coach here. Five minutes in, she's gone to Big Rage Herrick to try and get against Jennifer Krause. We'll see what happens. Running down the court now for Toki. Kicks it outside for the triple. Long range shot. Didn't quite drop for Afiaki. Fortuitously. It comes to Lorenzini, and they'll get a second opportunity with a fresh 24 seconds here, the Flames. Lorenzini receives it back from Afiaki, then she goes to Afiaki in the paint. Underarm, Blake, how did she make that? Had to work hard for it. Good upper body strength from Eva. She's an exciting player, Afiaki. 13 points apiece, 5 minutes gone, and 5 minutes remaining in this first quarter. Tanya Smith couldn't make that shot. Here's the transition now from Lorenzini, pushing hard down the court, into the right-hand corner. Plummer, off one step, nails it to the baseline. That's a good shot. She's waiting for that the whole way down the court. Beautiful timing, Aaron Lorenzini getting into a hidden step, feet together, knock it down. Got their noses back in front now, the Flames, 15 points to 13. And you can hear their crowd, the home crowd that is, starting to really get behind us. Here's Cox driving left-hand baseline. She's fouled again. That's the third clip now. Afiaki called for her second personal, so something she'll have to be careful of, and she's checking out of the game. Molly Lewis 
in her second season with Fiji Uni for the first full season. She switched from the AAS halfway through last season, checks into the game. Very important player for them. But, you know, I don't think that Eva had to give up that second foul there. She got a good help from, from Lindsay Plummer, just not trusting in a tra- teammate. Now she's on the, riding the pine. Here's Cox from the baseline, couldn't hit it, and it's knocked out of court. But it is going to be a Townsville five ball. Delglish has it on the baseline, looking for options. Finds one in Flanagan. She's a long way from home, though. Picks up the dribble, puts the ball down on the floor. Finds Cox in the corner from triple territory again. That one fell short, not enough on it. Herrick grabbed the rebound and hands it to Lorenzini, who's still in the backcourt, barking orders. She's barking orders, isn't she? It's funny, she really trying to get the crowd. Here's Molly Lewis. She's at triple territory, likes to shoot from this range. Lorenzini, so does she. Missed the shot though. And then there's an offensive foul called against Dalglish. She was called for a hold, even though she was in the prime position to rebound. Kirby Dalglish, closer to the basket, hands behind her back. Uh, she has Sally Pataki trying to come over the back. They get tangled up and they've called the person with the best position. Could have gone either way for sure. Interesting call. Anyway, 15 points to 13. Sydney Uni over Townsville. It's hockey at the free throw line. The charity struck to shoot a couple. Interesting free throw line. Style, shooting style. She starts very high above her head. That one knocks in, rattled in. Not the most fluid thing, isn't it? But four minutes to go in the quarter, they're already in the bonus. So Sydney Uni can get some good cheap points here. Effective with both free throws. Quick pass down the court to Delglish. Thought about the triple. Decided not to take it. Ends up with Kerr at the top of the perimeter. Thinks about a look inside to Delglish, who's posting up against Pataki. It's kicked to Cox, now to Flanagan. Back outside to Cox. She works the ball inside to Tanya Price. Kicks it to Flanagan from long range downtown. Hits the back of the iron. And there is a call here by the referee. Out of court was the call. What's the call there, Bill? Yeah, I think it's hit the structure on top of the, the, the backboard, so it's become an automatic out of bounds. But good defense from Sydney. Some, some loose man-to-man, and all they could, they could get was a, a little look on the street. Plummer, caught in the backcourt with the basketball, managed to get rid of it. Found Pataki with the basketball now. Plummer, at long range, triple territory. Picks up the jewels, stripped of the ball by Heritage. Rather, that's Flanagan, and it's knocked out of Timeout has been called by the Sydney Indy Flames coach Karen Dalton. They lead by four points though, 17 points to 13. It'd be fair to say, Bill, they went in as the underdog, so Karen Dalton would be reasonably pleased with how things are going thus far. Yeah, she'd have to be really happy. She wants Lindsay Plummer to, to look for a pass there, and that's probably what they're talking about in the timeout, rather than trying to put the ball on the ground through three people at the top of the key. But I think what's happening here for Sydney Uni is that they're decent is keeping them in the game. Apart from maybe four, uh, four, six, four to six points on the fast break for Townsville, they've really had to work hard. Sydney Uni at the other end going hard to the basket, a few and one plays, a lot of fouls, uh, and now they got another three minutes and 18 seconds in this bonus. So if they could stay ahead uh, or even pile a little bit more on, they're really in for a show of an upset here. And a few of the other guards really stepping up in the absence of Alicia Poto at the moment for Sydney Uni. They're getting good use out of a number of other players. So it's filling that void nicely. 
Yeah, you'd have to be happy with that. Uh, you know, apart from a couple of defensive lapses that you lose without uh, Proto out there, uh, Lorenzini's done a really good job, but now she goes to the bench and the real test begins. Yeah, and this is really going to test the depth of their bench, isn't it? With Lorenzini off the court, Proto out injured, not playing tonight. You've got a fairly inexperienced lineup out there. At the moment, you have Watman and also Molly Lewis. So, two of the more, I guess, less experienced players for the Sydney Uni players. Let's see how they go in defence. Oh, lovely crossover dribble here. That was by Flanagan. The ball now ending up with a teammate. Kicks it inside. Who's in the 22 jersey? for the Townsville Fire. We'll get back to that in a you second. You just caught me there. I was having a look at Rachel Watman in the media guide. Not on, not on my list, but uh, uh, there's some interesting stuff with her, but also Mekin an education. Meekin Rusko, is it? It looks like Meekin Rusko. 22 is Kate Meekin Rusko. Yeah, she has long socks. Yeah, she loves the long socks. Great player, also an Olympian. Yep. Uh, New Zealand tall fern. Uh, also, same as Annika Kerr, she was former Christchurch siren. Absolutely. Uh, she's had a little bit of a uh, problem getting a clearance to come in into the league, uh, whether it's going to be as an import player or uh, what happens with her international status, but they're able to get past that administration. She's on the court, and well, she can go. She, you know, she's had international experience. She's played down in Canberra with Carrie Graff, who, you know, great she, knows how to work. she knows how to work a player and get the best out of it. So, huge pickup. Absolutely. 17-14. Townsville are trailing now 17-16 as Flanagan goes all the way down the right-hand lane. Had to work through some strong traffic as well. She's had a good start to the game. Same play that she used on Erin Lorenzini going baseline. She used on Rachel Whiteman off the bench. Sydney's having some trouble getting it over the half court, aren't they? Gee, Plummer fell over there and held the basketball. Managed to get the basketball out, though. Here's Pataki. Couldn't nail a left-hand hook. On the rebound now, Paul. Was that a charging foul on Flanagan? It was. Holding it around there was Rachel Watman nicely in mid-court. And Flanagan just pounded into it. I think the referee could have called you, heard you say that. I think he was waiting for your call on that. And he said, is that offensive? A good quarter second later, he called it. He took that long, gone. long time, didn't he? Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt he's not whatsoever influenced by the commentary team on Sport Radio. You got it. You got it before him, for the record. Here's Hoffman. Oh, it could be an offensive foul the other way. It is. This time, offensive foul on Watman against Flanagan. The exact opposite of what happened only a few seconds ago. Three seconds, I think, was it? Oh, and, oh, and she's off. That'll cost her. Look, third stringer is out there. Adrian Gilbert, she's on court. From the Bankstown Bruins to the Sydney Uni Flames, here comes Adrian Gilbert. It's a big step up onto the court for the Flames. So, Karen Dalton's really working at bench as well. Most of the girls have been out there. She how about that's a white First she gets burned going baseline. Then she draws an offensive oh, There we go. Turnover for Toki. Stole the basketball from the inbound pass. Here's this player, Gilbert. Wants to get it off to Herrick. She's at the top of the triple. Gives it back now to Gilbert. Gilbert looks inside. Price is there. Loads up with a long J. Can't hit it. Kerr, the defensive rebound. The Flames reset up. Flanagan running the court as she has done all night. Gilbert looks up for it. 
Hey, Bing, she looked pretty sharp. She didn't look intimidated through that first play. She's definitely got some spring in her step when she hit loads up for that J. She jumps a mile in the air. Here's Krauss underneath the basket. They fed her nicely there, and she drew the foul as she tried to put in and off the glass. The shot didn't drop, but she will go to the free throw line. Cox checking back in. Cherise Smith checks out to Sydney Uni, rather for the Townsville Fire. And Krauss will go to the line. Gee, wouldn't it be a story for Karen Dalton if she brings in an ABA player from the Bankstown Bruins who just happens to have her groove on that day and come in and drop 20 points to see Townsville outed, sent for a two-game losing road trip back north. Oh, I think it'd be front-page news, Bill, no <laughs> doubt about it. Huge story brewing here at the Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre and, well, Bill Baxter might have had a premonition. He might be predicting something. I don't know. Molly Lewis likes to shoot the triple, loaded up on that occasion, didn't drop, hit the back of the ring. Flanagan works the court hard to Cox now, driving the ball inside against the undersized Molly Lewis. Did it nicely, laid it in. Gee, that was an aggressive drive to the basket. Yeah, got a little room with a little bump with the right elbow and, and just used it to put it off the glass. Experience play. Here's Price, feeding inside to Potocki. She goes herself. Two points, adds them for Sydney Uni. 19-20 day trail inside the last minute. Five team fouls apiece, both of them in the bonus. Flanagan, crossover dribble, goes down the centre lane, and she's fouled by that player. Adriana Gilbert. Beautiful crossover, wasn't it? She left, uh, was it Rhonda Price out there? She's used that crossover a couple of times tonight to great effect. But certainly the Sydney Uni defenders are going to have to be greatly aware of because it's a real arsenal, weapon in her arsenal. She's going to go to the line now as well. Rachel Flanagan. Oh, juggled in and then out. Every side but the bottom. And the second, the lane after the shot goes down. That's better. 21-19. Flanagan checks out. Amy Lewis checks full, in. There's a lot of court time. There is a full court press from Townsville. We are inside the last 35 seconds. So still time for a couple of shots. Probably one from each team. You get the feeling. But who knows the way this match has panned out so far. Price gave it to Gilbert. Outside the triple territory. Now to the elbow. Here's Potocki. Drives all the way left-hand lane. It's a big block there from the Townsville Fire. I think it might have came off the hands of Krauss. Yeah, it's no doubt Krauss. That'd be, I think that's the first block for the night, but I think we might see three or four before the night is out. She's really good shot blocker. She's a very good skill at it, good timing. She has. Second most blocks in a game behind Lauren Jackson. That's saying something. She has recorded ten blocks in a game twice, Jennifer Krauss. That's right. Lauren Jackson holds the record. Three quarters of the way through last season. Was that right? Uh, Can't recall. You're testing me now, Bill, but I I reckon you're probably right. I think that was. Well, here's a travel coming up from Gilbert. She hit the basket, but it didn't count because she travelled well and truly in the process. Looked a little bit nervous, actually. She did. She did. Would have liked that to go down and and then see some stuff going on. Eight seconds, though. So down to six seconds now. Lewis has the ball, kicks it outside. Meek, and Roscoe. Oh, looks good off the hand. We had to sit right behind it. Didn't drop, though. Hit the ring. And that is quarter time here in the Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre. It's a two-point lead to the Townsville Fire. 21 points to 19. We'll be back very shortly with all the second quarter action.
attention as the players march into their huddles and speak to their respective coaches, Karen Dalton and Peter Buckle. Welcome back for the second quarter action between the Sydney Uni Flames and Townsville Fire. 21 points to 19. The visitors lead. And I'm joined by Bill Baxter, who's just trawling his way through those quarter time stats. You seeing anything interesting there, Bill? Seeing Rahani Cox as the top scorer with eight points on three of five shooting. And for Sydney, I'm seeing Lindsay Plummer, the import, on three of four shooting with seven points. Uh, six turnovers for Sydney, times that by four is 24, is probably going to lose them the game. And I see Townsville with nine to five rebounds already almost doubled. If that goes throughout the whole game, no doubt Townsville is going to be the winner. Flanagan loading up from long territory, couldn't hit the ring, only the backboard. Cox pulled down the offensive board, dribbled it back out from the baseline territory, nailed the shot. There's the perfect example, second shot, another two points, that'll win them the game, they're up four now. Absolutely, they're getting some second shot opportunities and too many for Karen Dalton's liking as well, Townsville Fire. If Pataki looks inside, that was exciting to Price, who grabs it one-handed. Now Plummer with the fadeaway, Jay. She went to work on the pivot, and she's been found in the process. That is by Annika Kerr. Rather, it's Jennifer Krause. That's her first personal foul. Yeah, nobody in particular foul trouble. Uh, Amy Lewis, two fouls. Rachel Flanagan, two fouls. Uh, for Sydney, Eva Apiaki with that two fouls that sat her down uh, with, with four minutes ago. Plummer misses the first free throw. And what about the three-point percentage shootings or any of the other shooting percentages there as well, Bill, from the free throw line as well? We saw Sydney Uni as Plummer knocks down the second, missed a few easy free throws, and at the other end of the court we saw Townsville hit some nice triples as well in that opening quarter. Yeah, already Townsville is shooting seven of ten from the line. Times that by forty. Uh, times that by four. They got 28 uh, free throws for the game, an enormous amount. Uh, Sydney Uni only going at two of four from the line, one of four from the three-point line, eight of 17 from the field, much similar to the Townsville Fire, six of 14 uh, from the field, two of five from the three-point. But yeah, that seven of 10 free throws is going to add up those rebounds and add those turnovers from Sydney Uni. If there's no change in this game, even though uh, it's only a three-point game at this time, that's going to cost them as the game goes on. And really see Townsville get the better of it, I think. Absolutely. As Cox knocks one down from the free throw line, now Plummer has been called for a second personal foul. That's why Cox was at the line. Going to be an inbound pass. 24 to 20. Sydney and he have the ball. Plummer caught in the backcourt with the basketball. Don't like that. She's a tall girl. Probably should be getting up the court. Nice move by Bronda Bryce. She goes all the way so down the middle lane. That's impressive stuff. She's got a real leap on it. Here's Flanagan, works it to Kraus, outside the paint, she goes to work against Price, just too big and strong there, took it down strong in the left lane and nailed it off the glass. Adrian Gilbert dribbling through this three-quarter court pressure. With the catch and shoot was Plummer, couldn't hit it, Cox, outlet pass to Flanagan, she's got too much pace, gives it to Kerr, easy outlet transition there for Townsville. They had another two points courtesy of Annika Kerr. Annika Kerr, the veteran running the lane, beating everybody down. Very nice stuff. Here's Gilbert. She's very aggressive out there on the dribble. Flanagan, experienced campaigner, guarding her. Plummer feeds inside. Pataki. Price almost grabbed the offensive board. Plummer did with the putback. Couldn't hit it. Here's Kerr. Rips down the rebound. And there's a jump ball called. 
possession arrow, he's going to be going away of Sydney and he flames again. They swap it each quarter time, is that right, Bill? Because they got the possession arrow earlier in the, the last quarter too, from memory anyway. So uh, at the start of the game, uh, whoever wins the tip-off, the other person gets the possession arrow the next what happens sure. next uh, whatever it is that sets the ball up. absolutely or whatever now that continues on for the rest of the game uh, except at the start uh, for the rest of the half but at the start of the second half the loser of the tip-off gets the ball I see thank you for explaining as Kraus adds two points for Townsville they're out to an eight point margin now 30 points to 22 they lead 21-19 at quarter time underneath is Pataki oh looked like a good shot couldn't hit it had to throw the basketball back out because it was about to be out of court. Flanagan, the beneficiary of that for Townsville, drives all the way herself. Molly Lewis, I think, is going to be called for the foul. Blocking foul it is. And double substitution here for Sydney Uni. Yeah, they need it, don't they? Look down on the court and nobody looked like they wanted to score. Sally Pataki doing a pretty good job of getting close to the basket. They had some close shots, but no one looked like they were ready to score. Whenever someone had a shot, it looked like they had. They thought they had a quarter of a second less time than they did. They're not seeing the space. They're a bit jittery. A good start to get two more people off the court. Maybe somebody wants to score and has got the poise uh, to stop this little council fire run. They need someone to step up and show a bit of leadership out there, Sydney. Second shot of Flanagan's didn't drop. Neither did the first, in fact, but there was a break, I think, from the key, so she's going to get another opportunity to load up on that second free throw. Flanagan makes no mistake with the next opportunity. 31 points to 22. Oh, Herrick stripped of the basketball by Kraus. Well done, Jennifer Kraus, but Herrick should have done better. Karen Dalton frustrated has called a timeout. She'll get that at the next opportunity. Down the left-hand lane, impressive move there by Lewis. Drew the foul, knocked down the bucket. She's going to go to the line. Kira Shields, again, the former Canberra Capitals development player. Timeout called by Karen Dalton. Well, well, well. I wonder what Peter Buckle was talking about at training this week. Was it, oh, they don't have a leadership photo in the backcourt? Let's run our three-quarter quarter press for the whole game. Now, halfway through the second quarter, the cracks are showing for Sydney. What was happening at Sydney Uni training all week? Oh, we don't have a leadership photo. Let's practice our, break, uh, our uh, press break. As soon as it gets one pass in there to Rachel Herrick, she turns it over. The coach calls a timeout straight away, and she's going to be saying, "What did we train? What did we talk about at training this week? Remember how we got the ball across the half court, and let's do this because this is an 11-point game now, and it was only a two-point two game uh, just three minutes ago." Absolutely, yeah. We're seven minutes to play in the second quarter. It's a 33 to 22-point ball game, so 11 points to lead to town. So I guess you speak about what they would have been practicing in training during the week. It's one thing doing it in training, but it's another thing actually doing it under pressure in a game situation out on the court. Yeah, you can always train for it, but if the people are executing the, the defense good enough, then there's nothing you can do. Uh, so, you know, you've got to try and step up, but sometimes when the people do it right, you just have to ride it out. Yeah. And Peter Barkle spent six seasons at the Canberra Capitals as Terry Grass understudy. 
and Cherry Graff is huge on defence and he's obviously trying to bring that into the program at Townsville as well because their defence tonight has been terrific and here it is again with a full court press under enormous pressure as Plummer or Pataki did she go back court she had a foot on either side of the centre line referee decided to let it go when she caught the basketball Plummer that's Plummer rather through Shields hands Afiaki at the top of the perimeter down to six seconds loading up now is Plummer can't hit from long range Afiaki fortuitously gets the offensive board hands it now to Lorenzini she's trapped though by Lewis forced offload Afiaki the one two back from Shields Krauss a massive massive block if Dikembe Mutombo was here, he would be shaking his finger right now. That was a big block. If that was you. Great defensive work. She's hard to get past Krauss. Here's Plummer from long range. Might have just flicked the ring, I've got a feeling. Almost an air ball, though. Shields lobs it back out here. Here's Lorenzini from long range. She can't hit it from the perimeter either. Uh, that was a couple of bricks right there. They were throwing up bricks. And now it comes off the foot of Plummer. The pass came from the Townsville Fire. Del Gleish checks into the game. So not only do you get the effect of the block that hits the back wall of the pool, but on the very next play, Lindsay Plummer is so scared that she plays all the way up to the three-point line. She's moving back as she shoots it, and the shot doesn't even hit the rim. So two great plays for Krauss, even though she didn't have to do a single thing on the second play. Absolutely. As Krauss made the bucket, but called for the travel, so the score won't count. Could have gone either way there, because she was confronting some physical attention from her Sydney Eating Flames opponent, but the travel was called. They lead by 12 points, Townsville, 34-22. Five and a half minutes remaining in this second quarter. Here's Lorenzini, pulls up on the pivot after the dribble, feeds the shields in the corner. Her lob pass to Plummer leave left, left a lot to be desired. It's knocked out of court, but it will be in Flames ball. Krauss checks out. That would be a relief to Karen Dalton, I reckon, with Krauss out of the game, at least momentarily. Absolutely. And, you know, Krauss lucky to get away with a bit of an over-the-back call there. I think the coach saw that maybe getting a little bit fatigued. She obviously gets foul trouble. Let's take her off. Afiaki misses the J from near the elbow. On the bottom of the pack there, I think it's Pataki, it is. Jump ball, possession arrow going the way of Townsville, though. That hurts, doesn't it, when you make that hustle play and you see the other team kick it off? Just not hitting their shots. They've added three points in this quarter, Sydney Uni. We've played nearly a full five minutes, and they've had plenty of shots at the basket, plenty of looks. They just haven't really connected with those Jays. Sydney's gone back to his own end. Lewis looks inside for Townsville. It was a nice path to Tanya Smith, who missed what she might have made. Afiaki grabbed the rebound, gave it to Lorenzini, finds Shields down the court. Afiaki in three-point territory, fakes the shot, drives inside the left lane, and she's caught on the arm with the foul as she drove. Called for the foul is Rahani Cox. That's her first place there, Rahani. Fell to the fake, Eva put her on the floor to her left, and she was well and truly burned. Uh, Rahani didn't get any help for her teammates, just went right across those wrists. Asiaki at the line. They've been outscored 13 points to three this quarter. Thanks to the first free throw from the charity strike. Eva Asiaki. Sigh of relief. Everybody in the stadium. And the second, the crowd has gone notably quiet in this second quarter. They were really up on their feet in the first quarter, so. 
Sydney, if they want to get the crowd behind them, they're going to have to start adding a few more points. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing, though, isn't it? Because yeah. the crowd will get more involved if they add more points. And a couple of substitutions here. Flanagan and McMeekin Rusco in for the Council Fire. Now with the young, in with the old, I think. They put a few more years on the court there. So here we are with Lorenzini. Flames ball mid-court, picked up the dribble. Only one bounce. Through a few teammates' hands. Ends up back with Lorenzini. She received from Afiaki in the corner. Plummer fakes the shot. Tries to drive on baseline, but put her foot on the right-hand baseline. And that was just a crucial error, really. Yeah, that hurts. You know, they're getting through their offense for once. It started to look good. And she puts her foot out of bounds on the baseline drive. And I'd just like to see Sydney Uni maybe go inside a little bit more, particularly with Krauss off the court at the moment. They have got Plummer out there. She looks like she's trying to use the ball more on the outside than the inside, but she is 192 centimetres, a tall girl. I'd just be interested to know if she can play that inside role. I'm sure she can. She's got huge credentials in this competition. She does tend to go out of it, doesn't she? Nice pass there. Here's Patoki. Bounce pass received. And she banked it off the glass and knocked down the shot. The points will count. She was fouled as well. We'll go to the line for three-point play. Uh, full credit to Sydney Uni there. They stopped her right. Got some sh- foul shots, uh, some penetrations, a couple of fouls. Townsville's been forced into timeout. A lot of character there. Back to eight still. It didn't take too much of a dent in it, but there's definitely a shift there. Absolutely. Peter Buckle calls the timeout. The coach of the Townsville Fire score 34 points for 26. A tick under four minutes remaining in this first half of basketball at the Sydney University Sports and Aquatic Centre. Just recapping last night's result, the Canberra Capitals 71, defeating the Townsville Fire 61. That was at Tuggeranong in Canberra, inflicting the first loss of the season on the Townsville Fire. So Townsville have now slipped to third on the WNBL ladder. In first spot is Canberra, second spot Adelaide. And currently in fifth spot are the Sydney Indy Flames with a 3-3 record to date. But it's a really interesting year this year in the WNBL this season because Canberra, they look to have the goods, but they're not going to be without their challenges as well. They've picked up some great players, but Adelaide obviously the defending champions and a few other teams about the mark as well. Townsville coming with some very good form for early wins of the comp too, so it should make for a good season. Yeah, I think you talked about the three best teams in the competition there at the moment. Uh, it doesn't take an Einstein to see it, but with some good recruiting in Adelaide, they were, they were able to get over the loss of some key players like Renee Camino and also Jenny Whittle. They picked up Mia Newley from the AIS and they picked up Caleb France as well. And they look really strong too. Uh, you know, that youth is going to keep them going all the way through the season. You don't think they're going to have too many injury problems. Jess Foley is really coming into her own. Uh, Adelaide is mine. Uh, but Canberra, uh, you know, Carrie Grab, she knows how to run it. So they get a great point. And I know Jess Bibby was injured last night, but it speaks volumes to their depth when she's coming off the bench for them. She averaged about 20 points a game last season. And the fact that she's sort of playing that sixth man role just says how much depth that Canberra Capitals team has. Yeah, and that hurts. Gee, I'm really just loving the way she's playing right now. She's got a great swagger to her, and, and she stepped up and played 40 minutes, I think it was, last night. I'll close mm. to it. And, 
you know, she just looks great, you know. So, you know, with Tully gone and, and you know, getting Jess Bibby on the bench. Yeah, she's got enormous confidence as well. She's looking really good. She's gone from a real fringe player to a key key player in that team as well, particularly Tully Bevilacqua retiring at the end of last season. Back on this game, though, here's Flanagan. Clever bounce pass to Smith. Didn't come off. Got a shot up there anyway somehow, Flanagan. Pass from Athiaki under the defensive basket. Up the court, Lawrence E. Plumer fakes the three. Cox tried to strip of it. Plumer went down the right hand lane and added two points for Sydney. And it's a nice drive. Rahani Cox is going to move feet a little bit more to stay in front of that. But Sydney Plumber, nice little move to the right in the baseline. Yeah, she's stepping up to the mark now. She is going to be a real good player for them this season, Lindsay Plumber. And I think she's only going to get better as she gels with this team as well and finds her way in this new competition that she's playing in. Travel called on Jennifer Krause. So here's an opportunity to close the margin to a couple of baskets for Sydney Uni. They trail 34-29, 2 minutes 20 remaining second quarter. Three-pointer here would just go down a street for Sydney Uni, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Got to get it over oh, the gee, they're in trouble again. Plummer received. Molly Lewis. Outlet pass. Gee, that was... Somewhat fortunate for Lorenzini. Crashes into the key now, works it into the front court. Uh, Travel called, and they're just in all sorts of trouble trying to get that ball over halfway, Bill. It's just messed their head up, hasn't it, totally? By the time, if they get it over the half court, they burn six or seven seconds. Then they're looking at the shot clock. People are still in the backcourt two or three. They don't have any structure, and Southfield's doing a fantastic yeah, job. Absolutely. Karen Dalton was yelling instructions as Krause just adds two points for Townsville under the basket for Molly Lewis to dribble the ball up. Up on that last inbound pass. There it goes. Now she is a guard. She really has to back herself in that situation. Not a true point guard, but really she needs to get out there and dribble the basketball as she's received it in the back court. Yeah, Gee, it looks like Tuesday night mixed in the back court for the frames at the moment. Here's Plummer. David to Lewis. Now at Afiaki. At the elbow. Somehow knocked it down. She was right at the elbow. Jumped into midair for a couple of seconds and landed the shot. Plus the Pete Maravich click of the heels, just a good measure. Turnover here. Sydney Uni have the basketball, five points they trail by. Lorenzini works it to Lewis in the front court. Put the ball on the ground, now to Afiaki, double team. And she finds Plummer free because of that double team. Beautiful. Missed what she should have made. She was great vision from Afiaki. Cox from triple territory in the front of the ring. That would have really hurt. Inside the final minute now. Lorenzini back in command. She steps it into the front court. Finds Plummer at the perimeter. Assesses her options. Passes to Shields. Gives a short pass outside the triple arc. Lorenzini feeds Plummer. She's the real go-to player. Lorenzini on high speed to Akiaki, who somehow banks it off the glass, added two points for City Uni. 36-33, timeout called by Peter Buckle, the coach of Townsville. A lot of pressure on Apiaki there. Two players on it, used some good upper body strength and got the shot off the glass and in. You look at the clock, Sydney Uni's only three down after looking completely dead at the start of this quarter. It cost a few timeouts for Karen Dalton to get the charges together. They still look like a car crash in the backcourt, but they're in this game. Yeah, somehow they are in this game, you're right. They're backcourt. They need to pick that up quick, Smart, because somehow their front court has just started to work a bit more friendly. 
Plummer and Apiaki finding some touch, hitting a couple of nice shots apiece. But if they're going to actually compete in the second half, you get the feeling they're really going to have to find someone else to help Lorenzini bring the ball up. You know, it's funny you look at Soundsville as well. They've only scored 15 points in this half. It hasn't looked particularly difficult down that other end. Uh, I know Karen Dalton changed from a man-to-man defense to his own defense, and without us really even noticing, I think it's been quite effective because the scoring has dried up for Soundsville. That's what's allowed Sydney to stay in this game and chip back into it. So, you know, full credit to, to Sydney, even though they're looking shaky on the offensive end, they've really done a great job on the defensive end and great Inside the final 30 seconds, we check back in. Here's Flanagan with the basketball, that famous crossover dribble, causing lots of trouble for Sydney. Floating pass there was from Annika Kerr, it was intended for Kraus. Now it's landed out of court, but there's pass been a foul called. I was called on Lorenzini for the Sydney Inter Flames for holding on. They're not in the bonus though. Thrown out by Lewis. Flanagan, they're going to run the clock down here. They are inside the last 15 seconds. Flanagan just winding it down. She's a long way from home. Gets the crossover happening. Finds her underneath the basket to Kraus. Was intercepted. Apiaki, she's got three seconds. Down the court. Here's Plummer from Triple Territory on the buzzer. Doesn't hit anything. Airballed the shot. She was under enormous pressure. Just had to throw up a prayer, really. But it is half time. And, well, it was a pretty exciting end to that second half, first half, Bill, because City Uni, they looked down and out halfway through that second quarter. Somehow, they managed to scramble their way back into the game. City Uni are walking to the locker rooms right now, but I can tell you, if that shot went down, they would have been galloping to the locker room. Absolutely. Now, they had a to tie this after being completely out of it. Interestingly, to see Townsville down the other end play the exact same play both times with those last two possessions. The high-low, going from the high post, uh, getting a pass into Jennifer Krause right down there in the low post. First time they tried it, Lorenzini got across the arm of the garden. It was a foul. They tried it again. Eva Afiaki recognised it, pulled away with the steal, nearly had a great play for her team to set up uh, Plummer for that three. It would have been a fantastic way to finish to go down, but uh, very good patience by the defensive end from Sydney and, and Eva coming up with that ball. Townsville, uh, I think they'd have to be scratching their heads a little bit, thinking, why is it such a close game? Yeah, both coaches, plenty to work to do at half time. There is a half time break here, some opportunities to win some cold hard cash as well at the Sydney Indy Sports and Aquatic Centre. John Keogh and Bill Baxter, we're going to take a break. We'll be back very shortly with the second half action. 33 points to 36 is a three point lead to the visitors, the Townsville Fire against the Sydney Uni Flames, round 6 WNBL, back soon with more. Welcome back for the second half action between the Sydney Uni Flames and Townsville Fire, it's a three point lead to the visitors as we get ready for the second half, John Keogh and Bill Bax to bring you all the action on sportradio.com.au, it is Sport Radio's 200th call of the WNBL this weekend as well, and we should say a quick thank you also to Craig Bell, Michelle Hawking and Simon Peters who have called a fair bulk of those games over the last few years as well. Starting fives are out onto the court. Bill Baxter, quickly, some of the stats to halftime that have caught your eye. Yeah, we got, don't have long, so I'll go. Rahani Cox, 11 points, top scorer for Townsville. For Sydney Uni, 
Ever Afriaki, Sanchez, six in the second quarter. Also, Lindsay Plum and Sam, 13 turnovers to Sydney Uni. They had seven in the second quarter. Neither team has been able to hit a long shot. One of seven from the three for the Flames, two of seven for the fire, and we're back on court. We are. Patoki has it at the elbow. Distributed off to Lorenzi. Now goes to Plummer. Pulls up at the free throw line. Gave it to Patoki under the basket. Ripped down the offensive board. Back outside to Plummer. He has two points in the long run. Unfortunately, Crouch got the block on the first one. Sydney Uni were able to come up with the ball again. And Plummer's got him within one. Nice work there, Plummer. This will be a good game. The American import. Now up to 12 points. He's the leading scorer on the court. Here's Cox, right-hand baseline. Puts up a one-handed J. Gee, was going to take a special effort there. Oh, lucky to get Oh, the almost a turnover. Great desperation from Lorenzi and also Cox. Lorenzi managed to keep the basketball. The pass from Abiyaki was wayward. Flanagan runs onto it, kept it in court in the right-hand corner. This is clever stuff from Flanagan. Holds it up, regains, settles, and Townsville can reset. Only 16 seconds on the shot. Kraus inside the paint, backs in, turns around, throws it up, gets her own rebound, puts it back in off the glass. Offensive rebound there for Crouch, getting the second chance again. What happened to Sydney Uni? They had some trouble getting over the backcourt from the very first player that second half. Absolutely. Any of the other stats to halftime that are interesting or noteworthy, Bill? Uh, 10 of 15 from the free throw for the Fire, 6 of 9 for the Flames. Rebound count has evened out dramatically. Only a three-point differential now. 18 for Townsville, 15 for Sydney Uni. That was 9 to 5 after one quarter. So they've changed that trend that was damaging and they've come back on the scoreboard so that's a really telling stat for them there but you know not a lot of great shooting going on 41% for the fire 38% for the flames no one can hit a long range shot it's heading into a defensive tussle it is and the scoreline shows that at the moment it's not a terrific looking scoreline in terms of points scored 38 points to 35 just over 8 minutes remaining in this third quarter it is the Townsville fire leading Here's Flanagan, walking the ball into the front court. Under not a lot of pressure either, I might add. Gave it to Lewis, who gives it back to Flanagan. Now inside the crowd. Cox has the basketball. Outside the perimeter. Five seconds on the shot clock. Decides to drive left-hand lane. Went all the way hard. And Plummer called for the foul. I think that's going to be a third personal as well. I think they call that one the coach killer. The coach killer, why is that? They play great defense. The zone is looking great. They've got nothing going on. The shot clock's going down. The player gets forced to do something. A lazy reach-in with only a couple of seconds left on the on the uh, shot clock. Now Rohani Cox is going to the line. Gets a chance to make a three-point game into a five-point game as opposed to having a shot to tie down the other end. Absolutely. And I think Karen Dalton, with that coach killing call, Bill, is just taking a sip of water to cool down as well. As Rahani Cox nails both the free throw lines. This is where they're having trouble. Potocki receives in the backcourt. Dribbles into the front court. She's stripped of the basketball. Kerr, bounce pass backwards. Gave it to Lewis. Now into Flanagan. Flanagan running the show here. She's done a good job of that for the Townsville Fire. To Kerr, still outside triple territory. Cox. Back to Flanagan, working the ball around the perimeter, left-hand side. Looks outside to paint the Kerr, fade away, Jay, couldn't hit it. Potocki ripped down the rebound, gives it to Lorenzini. She throws a wild pass to Plummer, who receives. Pulls up now for a Jay, can't hit it. Flanagan, the fortuitous beneficiary of the tap from the rebound. 
Runs the ball into the front court, down the right wing, across the basket now. Ball with Lewis, drives up the centre, and she's fouled in the process. I think it might be Plummer called for it. It is. She's going to have to come out of the game too. That's her fourth personal, and that's a real worry. Oh, that hurts. She's their leading scorer, 12 points, four fouls with seven minutes plus a quarter to go in this game. That's almost half a game of basketball with one play to one foul to play with for probably your leading player, or at least in the top two players for their yeah, team. No, that, that really hurts. That really hurts. Two fouls in the space of a minute totally changed the complexion of the game. At the free throw line, Lewis nailed the second. It's now at the six points. Lewis backing herself into that court. Like Here's he Molly Lewis. Not to be confused with Amy Lewis, who was just at the free throw line for the fire. It was Molly Lewis who ran the ball into the front court for Sydney Uni. Pataki has been put on her backside by Cox. Cox being called for the foul. That was off the ball as well, under the way into the basket. And Cox was, Cox was the one standing over the player on the ground and saying, no, 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 it wasn't me. It was not me, surely. <laughs> I think she was trying to suggest that she might have been staging somewhat and partially dealt with herself. Lewis missed the long-range ball. Flanagan distributes the cross. She offloads inside to Kraus. She made the basket, even though Price got a hand on the shot, or at least appeared to. Yeah, it's a good little play. A little take to the middle, turn to the right shoulder and got it off the glass. Here's Price with a huge hook. Can't nail it off the two steps. And Hattiaki falls over and appears in a little bit of pain. She landed on the basketball as she fell over there, Bill. Hope she's okay. Right basketball, right into the lower part of the abdomen there. So she'd be, she'd be sucking up the oxygen right now. There's a Hail Mary that it looks like, and I think she's okay. Lewis is going to come back with her inbound pass to Sydney Uni. Gave the Shields. Both former Canberra girls. Lewis at the IS, Shields at the Canberra Capitals. Here's Abdiaki, gives it to Shields, left hand baseline. That's a nice looking shot. He drains it to the City Uni plane. Didn't have long to get it off, but nice, sweet little stroke. Had a feet in the right place. Action shoot, nice work from Shields. Opens up her account for the evening. Here comes Potocki. Bursting away from underneath the fancy basket, offloads now to Lorenzini. Walks it into the front court, pulls up on the dribble. Oh no, Flanagan steals the basketball. Flanagan actually the way back. Fantastic, doesn't it? She's a terrier, no doubt about that. Here's Lewis. She goes down the left hand lane, makes the bucket, and we'll go to the line two for a trouble spout in the process. And they seem to be doing that a lot tonight. They're making the basket and being fouled as well and going to the line for the three-point play a bit too easily. Uh, I don't know why, but Rachel Flanagan has gone to the bench there. I don't know what the coach is saying, but what we saw, or I could think, was Sydney Uni was getting back into the game there. And the momentum was swinging. Flanagan's been able to strip Lorenzini in the backcourt. They've got a three-point play, and it's back in Townsville's favour, but she's back on the bench. Amy Lewis converted the three-point play for Townsville. Shields underneath the basket. She's being encouraged by the coaching staff at City Uni, making good position there. Kraus called for the foul on Kira Shields, the youngster. Was she in the art of shooting? She was. She'll go to the line. Made a nice bucket down here a minute ago. Can add to that account of two points as it stands at the moment. You're right though, Bill. Peter Bracker was giving some instructions. Pretty animated ones too to Rachel Flanagan as she came off the court. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know why she would go off there. 
coach obviously knows much better than I do. He's played a lot of minutes, that's for sure, but I think he was coming off for tactical reasons, not resting reasons. Shields made the first of two at the free throw line, missed the second. Here's Dalgleish, missed the shot. Kurt threw up an ugly looking shot. Somehow, I think she was fouled, was she, Bill? Yeah, she was fouled. She really fouled. Kirby Dalgleish uh, going across the, the key there with a right hand dribble. Took three players with her and a little bit of an out of control shot. Well, she may even call it a pass at this by so far. And then Kerr was able to scrap it up. She forced the foul effectively. Yeah, she did really well, Anika. It really made something happen out of garbage there. Anika Kerr at the line. She has played for Dandenong, Melbourne, Christchurch and Townsville twice, so she's certainly worked her way around the league playing for four different clubs in the New Zealander. Yeah, she's a veteran, great player. Great defensive player too. She's been a multiple time defensive player of the year, that's for sure. Kicked outside now to Shields, who has improved that chase since I saw her at camera. That time it didn't drop. Hit off, hustling the ball through the legs of the dribble, works it into the front court. Through a chain of arms, there's a foul called off the ball on Molly Lewis, interfering with Rahani Cox there, apparently. So that is a foul on Lewis. And they're already in the bonus as well here, so that's concerning. Five-team fouls committed by the City in Flames in this quarter, still five minutes remaining. It's almost a carbon copy of the second quarter, isn't it? Mm. Having trouble getting it over. They've gone into foul trouble with five minutes left. As Cox converts the first of the charity strike, I'm not so confident we're going to see a carbon copy in the second half of this quarter, though, because City were able to force their way back into the game in that second quarter. But, gee, it'd take a big effort to do it in two consecutive quarters. And I don't think Peter Buckle's girls will lapse in concentration like they may have in that last quarter. Well, Hardy Cox has turned up the intensity, hasn't she? Yeah, he's a gun player. Shields, stripped of the ball. Cox is everywhere at the moment on all hands and knees. Managed to get the basketball out to Kraut. In the backcourt, now working it forward, Amy Lewis. Backs it back out outside the dribble, outside the perimeter. Now with Cox, received from Kraut. This is Lewis. She's being guarded by her namesake, Molly Lewis. Foul called, blocking foul on the city in flames. Hockey called for it. Karen Dalton called the timeout. And they've got a lot of work and thinking to do the city in flames. They trail 48-38, four and a half minutes remaining. Third term here, Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre. And the coach might be reminding her players that, she, that they have some feet and she wants them to shuffle them as opposed to putting the hands in there, uh, going for the steal. Uh, they're down 10, time that they play some hard-nosed D. The same sort of D that got them back into the match, she wants it from them now. Because if they don't get it now, with 4.30 left in the third, this game is going to be over in three or four minutes. Absolutely. There is four and a half minutes remaining in this quarter. They trail by 10 points. It's not an insurmountable lead by any stretch of the imagination, but Townsville have led the majority of this match. In fact, Sydney have only been in front for five and a half minutes of this match. Townsville have been in front for 17 minutes of this match. So it just goes to underline the dominance of Townsville so far. But working their way back onto the court now, Molly Lewis, Adrian Gilbert, Potocki, Afiaki, and also Shields for Sydney. It's Tanya Smith for Townsville, along with Cherie Smith, Delgleish at the free throw line. Lewis and also Cox out there for the Townsville Fire, rounding out their five players. As Delgleish nails the first to the free throw line. 
see how she goes for the second. Can't hit it. Afiaki gives easy rebound on that occasion. One of the few easy rebounds they've had tonight. Gilbert has the responsibility to bring the ball up the court. Did so successfully. She receives back from Molly Lewis. Here's Lewis now. It's triple territory. She had a foot inside the line, though. Two points. Right here for a hardy cops of space. She nearly got there for the block, but Lewis got it off. Hit nothing but the bottom of the net. She does like to shoot from long territory. Molly Lewis was known for that in her AIS days. I know that Sharon Dalton says in the media guide this year that something that she's looking to add to her game is a more rounded game. Defensive end of the court, obviously, but also being able to work the ball a little bit closer from range at the offensive end of the court as well. A bit more like the game of the player who just got the ball shot in her face, Rahani Cox. If you close out on that three, she can put it on the ground, she can create, take it to the hole, look for a pass, you got a whole game. Now called and Amy Lewis at the free throw line. Just a little bit strong on the first free throw. Let's see how she goes with the second. They lead 49-40, nine points to the margin. And the second drops as well. So ten points to margin back out to. Here's Gilbert working on the left-hand dribble, double team. She just works it into the front court now. Nice work as well. Showed some poise there. Gave it to Pataki, Hapiaki outside the perimeter. Back outside with Gilbert now. Nice vision. Found Pataki. Can't hit the long J. Here's Amy Lewis. Transition basketball down the court. Works her way down the middle lane. Gave to Cox. Tries to get a flick pass underneath the basket. Was intended for a teammate there. Just trying to pick up. I think it was Cherie Smith. No, it was... Kirby Del Glish knocked out of court though. Bad time for Sydney University there. Townsville, four players running the fast race there. Only two Sydney U players getting back. They did come up with the ball, but that four on two, they better stop that in a hurry. It's a Townsville fireball, Del Glish. Nice defensive work from Shields got it away. Del Glish forced to kick it back outside. Call for a charge. Well done, Eva Afiaki. She moved the feet across, like her coach would have told her in that timeout. She got a charging foul, and that's the way they can turn this game around. Nice defensive work, so they need more of that. And it speaking of defenders, checks back into the game. And checking out is going to be Cherie Smith. Not too happy about it either, a little rifle. Right, 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 right. Come on, coach, give me a few more minutes. No one ever wants to come out of the game. Unless you're, you're, you're needing oxygen and you're calling to the coach, you're good to come out there. Anytime the coach calls you out, usually no. No, it's going to stay, coach. It's not the desired call from the player's perspective. Three minutes remaining, 10 point lead, 50 points to 40. Here's Afiaki, oh, she got caught on the hop there, forced to distribute a wayward pass. Intended to shield, but landed out of court. Yeah, it would have been better to put up a pressure shot there. There's no one to pass it to, but don't take advantage. To the front court now, Townsville. Tanya Smith caught in trouble. 12 seconds on the shot. Fox was fouled underneath the basket by Molly Lewis, who's not happy with the call, but I think it may have been there. Although Cox was aggressive in going to the basket as well. Not that there's anything wrong with that. What was your thoughts on that one, Bill? Oh, looking at Karen Dalton, it's pretty easy to see that she was not too happy with that reach-in. She went from hands-on hips to arms crossed, had a hand over her mouth there at one point, like she wanted to say something, but thought the better of it, perhaps swallowed it. 
And now she's patrolling the sideline down towards the baseline. But his hands are like not looking happy. Cox successful with one of two at the free throw line. Opens it up to 11 point lead. Hakiaki at the top of the arc to Sydney Uni has the basketball. Passes to Molly Lewis who pulls up for the triple. Oh, missed everything. Had to shoot over Rohani Cox. Uh, Too strong with the shot. Probably not the best option there, Bill. Uh, Ill-advised. There wasn't a lot going on on the offense, but was early in the shot clock. Put a three up against Rahani Cox, who's got a couple of inches on her anyway, and uh, didn't hit anything there. Here's Amy Lewis. Gives it into the left-hand corner. Underneath the basket now, Kraus. She receives it from Flanagan. Forced to kick it back outside. Flanagan now to Kurt in the right-hand baseline. Can't hit the shot. Lewis picks it up at ground level on the rebound. Great defense, Sydney. Inside the last two minutes of this third quarter. Shields has stepped up this quarter with a few baskets, but that time couldn't convert. And missed off the glass. There is a call, though, out of court. Might have been against Annika Kerr for Townsville, so it's going to be a Sydney inbound pass, offensive baseline. They need some points here. Shields was at triple territory all alone with the basketball, neglected not to take the shot. This girl will. She shoots it at any opportunity from there. That was Molly Lewis, of course. Missed the shot, though. At least it wasn't an air ball, Bill. Uh, the first one was a rainbow that missed. The second one was flat, but careened into the front of the rim. Shot does not look good. She had a lot of space there, and she's tending to shoot it like she doesn't have a lot of time. So just a little bit of experience. Needs to take that little bit of a breath, realize the space that she's got, and knock that down because her team needs it desperately. Their defense has been fantastic. They've really stepped up. They're stopping Townsville, but they have to do what they did in the second half. They've got to convert that. They need points to get back in the game. Jamie Kennedy has momentarily ago checked into the game for a first minute for Sydney Uni. I'm surprised she hasn't played more minutes because, with all due respect to uh, Molly Lewis, when they were at play together at the AIS, I think Kennedy certainly played a lot more minutes than Lewis. They're slightly different players. It depends on the composition of the team, obviously, but um, Lewis has certainly seen quite a few minutes tonight. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that at the AIS. Jamie Kennedy also having some great defense down there on the last play. Uh, she's really been hustling. She's come out here. She's done good things. And she's staying out there on the court with 116 left in the quarter. So I think that the coach has seen her choice of the point guard tonight. It's the one that's hustling most on defense. Uh, that's what she's got to get to get back in the game. That's what Jamie Kennedy is doing best right now. That's why she's on the court and Adrian Gilbert and Aaron Lorenzini are on the bench. Gilbert's at the free throw line. What about that Gilbert? How do you call the name, Bill? Too busy trying to catch the conversation. With but you're right, Lorenzini is on the bench. The second free throw is converted. Margin, 11 points, 52-41. Inside the last 70 seconds of this third quarter. Amy Lewis gives it to Krauss inside the paint. Good defensive work from Kira Shields. Got some work on that ball. Another opportunity was put up by Cox. Couldn't make it though. Down the court, Gilbert. Quick transition. Gets it down the lane. Cox scores to Sydney Uni. Margin back to eight points. They're not going away. A great pass by Adrian Gilbert. Dribbled to the middle, found the lane for the cutter, and she finished it off. And a good block from Sarah Shields. Yeah, she's really getting involved in this game. And 
with Sydney Uni coaching staff, you can tell they really enthused with Sarah Shield's performance in this third quarter. She's been great at the defensive end and also does some handy stuff at the offensive end. Tough play there for Jamie Kennedy. She came up with a loose ball, a lot of hands on her, it was physical. They called a jump ball, but it's gone to Townsville. Well described, Bill Baxter. Couldn't have said it any better myself. There is a timeout call with 34 seconds remaining in this third term. 51 points to 43. The Townsville Fire leading the Sydney Uni Flames. Both teams are in the bonus, committing more than 5,000 in this third quarter. What do you think the instruction is here? There's only 34 seconds left. Time to probably two shots, maybe one for each team. Bill, what are the coaches saying? Well, first of all, you want to have your shot in the first 10 seconds, so that there is more than 24 seconds left for Sydney Uni. That way you get another shot at the end. So if you can take this shot in the first, you know, three or four seconds, you'll get a good six or seven seconds at the end of this quarter to finish it off right. Coming out of this timeout, I expect Townsville is going to be doing exactly what they did in the same situation at the end of the second quarter, where they're going for the high-low, the high high post feeding the low post player. They'll get Jennifer Krause trying to get an inside play, uh, maybe pick up another foul because uh, that's going to count them in the fourth quarter, uh, but get a high percentage shot, get back down the other end, get a stop, see if he can get another uh, score at the other end, maybe put five on them, turn this uh, eight-point lead into a 13-point lead and run into the shed. Let's see how they go and let's look for that Kraus low post when Townsville come out with the ball as well. It is Sydney with the ball. No, rather, sorry, it is Townsville with the ball. Nine seconds on the shot clock. There's the high pass. The high pass. And it's gone outside. Here's Lewis Cunt hit the bucket. They turn it over. Lewis outlet pass to the Toffee inside the last 25 seconds. There's a five second shot clock differential though, so Townsville might get another shot. Sydney Uni have the ball. Hesitant pass from Gilbert to Potocki. Kicks it to Apiaki. Fortuitously regather the basketball. Kennedy shoots an air ball. What happened there, Bill Baxter? You've got uh, a player who's good enough and smart enough to go to the Beijing Olympic Games and do well. One of the best players in the WNBL. And what she has done is foul uh, Jamie Kennedy as she shot an off-balance, under-pressure three-pointer with the shot clock going down. Jamie Kennedy now has three chances at the foul line. She misses the first, but you would expect Rahani Cox to make a, a smarter play than that. Absolutely. Let's see if Kennedy can make them pay. She only got two shots. She's got two. Interesting. She did look a long way from home. Yeah, she did. Inside the last three seconds. Here goes Michaela Delgleek. Kirby Delgleek, rather. And it looked good, but it didn't drop. So she missed. Kirby Delgleek couldn't come up with the glutes there. At three quarters of time. It's only an eight-point lead to the Council Fire. They went at two points at quarter time. Three points at half time. Now eight points at three quarter time. 51 points to 43. Back more with more. Sport Radio WNBL action. All the final quarter action coming soon. Welcome back. Final quarter action here at the Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre. Townsville, an eight-point lead. John Keon, Bill Baxter, bringing you all the Sport Radio action. Here's Jennifer Kraus as Sydney turn it over in the back front court. And working into their front court now, a Townsville fire courtesy of Rachel Flanagan. With the basketball at the top is Kraus. Looks inside, Kerr now. Oh, it's a good intended pass 
smoothed out of the Krauss, but it just didn't come off. Knocked out of court by Krauss. We will bring you all the stats shortly, up to three-quarter time. Bill Baxter, analysing those now, perusing them, seeing some numbers he likes, and maybe he doesn't like. We'll hear from him soon. Here's Jamie Kennedy, spending some more time on court. Potocki passes a long way across the perimeter. Gave it to Gilbert, missed the shot, and then it's knocked out of court. Townsville ball on the defensive baseline. Now the set's looking, Bill. So Rahani Cox still the top scorer of the game with 15 points. Also for Townsville, Jennifer Kraut, 12 points and 6 rebounds, 55 block shots. For Sydney, any top scorer, Lindsay Palmer with 12. Also Eva Apiaki with 10. And Rhonda Price, as I mentioned, only at 4 points and no points for the other American import in that quarter. Sydney, any has brought the uh, rebounding right back. Sydney, 28. Townsville, 30. Three Smith from downtown nails it to the Townsville fire. And that's only their third three-pointer, three of seven for Townsville. And Sydney, an almost non-existent one of ten from three-point line. Yeah, the shooting has been disappointing from Long Territory tonight. There's no doubt about that. Hasn't been anyone who's really looked the good. Asiaki, nice back away off the right-hand baseline. Drains it from the city in his place. She didn't score any points in the third quarter. Uh, ten points to half-time. So they need to get Eva going again. There's what? no doubt about it. Now, that's really hurt them, considering the plumber was off the court for most of that third quarter. The other leading scorer, Asiaki hardly scored, or didn't score, so they really need those two players to step up in the final quarter, realising that Plummer is on four fouls, and she's currently off the court as well. They're missing her a lot, aren't they? That third quarter, only 15 tenths to Sydney, uh, to Townsville, so, you know, not a lot of scoring, every point counts. Oh, Kira Shields! That was lovely work. It was almost an alley-oop-like follow in too. She grabs it in mid-air, puts the shot back up at the same time, and it drops. And we've now... Lauren Zeeman's just taking a tumble on the Esky right next to us. Here at a barbecue today, I'm sure there's a few Eskies around there, Bill, too. There was a couple. I'm sure that Aaron Lorenzini wasn't taking anything out of the water Esky there. Not suggesting anything, but if there was a photographer around, it wasn't a bad one. Let's hope there's no effect from whatever was in that Esky that caused that spill in the first place. I'm sure not. Here we go. She's having trouble with the Esky, of course. I don't know what she's going to do with this three-quarter court press when she gets to ice court. <laughs> she really needs to get her head together. Uh, special comments now from Bill Baxter. And, all right, Darren uh, Dole's rolling the dice. She's getting her American import back into the game. So Plummer back in. Lindsay Plummer, 192 centimetres. UCLA, college player in the United States, and a good one at that too. Absolutely. Flanagan distributes into the corner. Smith lets go from long range. Put just inside the line. Beautiful, beautiful off the ball screen there from Krauss. Just freeing her up. Even if he had to take an extra step, couldn't get there. So Smith's come up with a few big buckets of weight from long range territory. Here we go again. Underneath the ring, Sataki. Don't know what she was thinking there. Had to back it out. 
And Shields opened on a weak side cut as well. Would have been an easy put in for her, but she didn't have division. Oh, she's copped a hit there and gone to the ground. Taking a tumble. It's flat again. She reached out, she's got it back, and they just throw her the basketball immediately. No sympathy at all. She's just fine, too. She's ready to go. Clever bounce pass underneath inside to paint the low post of Krauss, who makes no mistake. She converts two points to the fire. And 58, 47, 16 minutes, 40 remaining. Karen Dalton's called a timeout. Look, she's only shot at, after three quarters, five of 12 crowds, but it seems as if she's had a bigger presence down there in the middle than just that five. Count that as a six basket, and that will now you know, put it towards 14 points. Uh, I don't think she scored uh, in the fourth quarter apart, in the fourth quarter apart from that, but it seems as if she's had a bigger influence than that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the defensive end of the court as well, with her rebounding and her pressure. Five blocks. And the fact that Uni haven't really been able to work the ball inside a lot either because Jennifer Krause is standing there. She's such a dominating figure. We've seen her get a couple of big, massive blocks, uh, particularly in that third quarter, I think, too. So that's really going to play on the minds of the Sydney players, too. So you're right, the stats probably don't show at all. Yes, you know, and those shots where they're thinking they don't have quite enough, as much time as they have, you know, if you block someone early in the game, they will remember that for the rest of the game. And then they will push that thing up just a little bit quicker next time so they're not going to have a multi-block night three or four times. I mean, you can't get to sleep at night when someone's blocked you three or four times in it. So you're checking it up really quick. You're not getting your feet set, pushing it a little bit, and you're missing it a lot. Sydney shooting only 35% field goals from the game. So, uh, and nothing from wrong distance. So they get no composure down there with their shots. They're not locked and loaded when they get it. They're thinking about Jennifer Krause coming across, and she's making a huge difference. Well called. Here we go again. Appiaki in the front court. Gives it to Lorenzini. She dishes off now to Molly Lewis who offloads to Plummer. Around the perimeter, left-hand side now. Appiaki has it. Lorenzini receives from her. Spots up Molly Lewis. Seven seconds on the shot clock. The pass from Lewis wasn't a great one, but fortuitously it came off the hands of her namesake. Lewis for the Townsville Five. Five seconds on the shot clock here, Bill. Have to be quick. Yeah, what are they going to do here? Looks like they're getting Plummer over on a three, but they can't get it to her. Oh, Shields received underneath the basket. Got it outside from Lorenzini, who put up the shot. There goes the top shot clock, but they did get the shot up in time. Cox received the outlet pass down the court. Plummer had the opportunity, intercepted, misjudged the basketball. Cox goes all the way. Just right off the fingertips. Absolutely heartbreaking. You make that effort, but this time to reach for it. Rahani Cox just puts the layup in right behind you. Doesn't feel good. And opens up a 13-point lead as well. And that is the biggest lead in this game, too. Yeah, but 60 points to 47. Afiaki goes oh. to work. Minutes or even less. 
couple of triples is all it takes. Big and it puts the hit there from Mapiaki. It wasn't called. Here they go, the Sydney Uni claims Gilbert, pressing down the court, finds Empiaki, oh, loaded up the triple, looks good off the hand, just couldn't quite drop. Good defensive play at the other end, it would have been lovely for her to knock that one down. Big sigh release to Townsville. Flanagan works it into the front court, she has played some huge minutes tonight for the Townsville Five, backing up on a double game road trip two after last night in Canberra. That is a massive effort. She's been great. She's been absolutely ferocious there, right up in the face of Sydney playing guard. We've seen a couple of, a couple of shoulders, a couple of elbows. We've seen her on the ground, uh, and yet she's still running this team. She looks like she can go all night. She's not even sweating over there, by the way. Well, it's sucking in a couple of big ones, but she looks ready to go. Jennifer Krause has been fouled. She's at the free throw line. Just looking at the Townsville 5 team, Flanning has played a lot of minutes. She runs the court. She's the point guard. She does a great job of it, and that's probably why she's out there in the main. But just looking at their bench, they really don't have a great deal of depth there in terms of someone else who can step in and play that role as well. So it's almost out of necessity that she has to play it as well. Mm. They've got some players who can play that position. Uh, you know, twos and even threes that can run into that position. But yeah, she's definitely the best one on the court at the moment as well. Here we go. Gilbert works it into the front court. Krauss was successful at charity strike. Opens up a 12-point lead, 62 points. To 50. Oh, and Misha shot there from Plummer and she managed to drop it. Just cleared across the lane with the left hand, fading and sliding as she shot it. Just beautiful judgment. Just hit that no rim, just nothing for the net. Lovely work. Here comes down to a fire at the other end now. Rahani Cox has it, left hand triple line. She works away at the free throw line, throws up an underarm pass. Someone has been called for a foul. I think it's Pataki. Yeah, Pataki stepped into it. She tried to get away with it, but uh, it was a pretty obvious call in the end. Good, good decision by Rahani Cox to put it on the ground there and make something happen. They've been fouling that play, that drive across the lane, all night. Uh, so when the Chazel had nothing going on, it was a really good decision for Rahani. Better play. Here comes Swadigan now with the basketball. Almost inside the last four minutes of this contest. Still an opportunity for Sydney Uni if they're good enough. They trail by 10 points, 62-52. The Townsville have looked the better team pretty much all night. Put the marker on Rahani there. She, she just passed that one a foot to the right of where it should have been. It didn't get into the post and it's gone out of court. 10 points, pardon me, 10 points down with four minutes left. Sydney can hit a three here, they're in it. Plummer fakes, drives inside. Might just need to do that more because she hit it well too. Next two points. Successful there. Eight points the margin. You think Townsville slowed it down. They're trying to use the whole shot clock. And really just think this win out now. Absolutely. Here's Del Gleach. Works it around the court. Through Flanagan, Krauss, now with Cox, right-hand baseline. Gee, that was ambitious. Didn't hit it. Lewis ripped down the rebound, gave it to Akiaki. She works it in the front court, penetrating dribble. Offloads now. Wama from long range. Can't hit it. Not good, too. Del Glish pulls down the rebound once it bounces on the floor. And Flanagan, unopposed, is able just to walk it very easily into the front court. Are you surprised Sydney has to apply more pressure on Flanagan when she's brought the ball up tonight? Yeah, you know, I think what it is is that Adrian Gilbert probably doesn't have the game uh, uh, fitness to stay right up in her face. Coming from that level, that extra speed, 
going to get caught out if she plays interstate defense all night. She's not going to be able to play it. So, good call. Gilbert on the court. I imagine that she has to step off just for her own oxygen so she can stay in the game for longer. Insightful stuff. And that was a shot clock violation against Townsville Fire. So, timeout has been called. And we'll be sitting here playing for when we resume. Just under three minutes remaining. 62-54, eight points to margin. Townsville Fire lead, looking for one or two on their road trip this weekend after losing by 10 points last night to the Canberra Capitals. A few other interesting games going on around the league tonight as well. Bendigo hosting Pauline, Danny Nong taking on the AIS, and Perth also hosting Adelaide. Perth, well, they've struggled so far this season, looking for their second win of the year, Adelaide the defending champions. Tomorrow, it's Logan hosting Canberra in Queensland, and Pauline taking on the AIS in Melbourne as well. So the AIS, they've got a Saturday night, Sunday double in Melbourne. Couple of tough games for them as well. So plenty happening around the WNBL this weekend in round six. Turning the attention back here. Bill, what chances? And I know you we're speaking off here. You like a bit of a bet on the horses over the spring carnival. What odds to the city uni players from here to get home? Oh, look, the door is open. They are down eight, but there's three minutes left. Uh, Lindsay Plummer had a really good look at a three-pointer uh, just a, a half a minute before that timeout. If that went down, it was down to five. Townsville is not putting the ju- putting a, the foot on the jugular. They're trying to run this one out by running the clock down, and Sydney Eni can come back in. Here we go. Back into the court. Plummer fakes the shot of the triple, reverse spin off. Yeah, that was impressive how she sat around. The shot didn't match the move, missed the shot, and Townsville come away with the basketball. I don't think Sydney can miss anymore. They have to nail everything. Down, they, I think they have, to, they have to hit all their shots now if they want to win it. And as you say, Townsville will eke out the clock. Here comes Lewis down the left-hand lane. Strip to the basketball. Pushing foul, no, no foul. I think it was just knocked out of court on council. That's an interesting call because I thought a Sydney Uni player got a hand on that basketball. The call looks like it says it came straight off the shooter and went out. I don't know who tries to shoot the shot into the back wall, so I wonder how that actually happened. But a very fortuitous one for Sydney Uni because that could easily have been called a foul. Two shots on the line, could have pushed it back out to a 10 point game, and with two minutes left, that would have been good night. Yeah, Amy Lewis, perhaps a little bit unlucky. Apiaki goes long with the long pass into Plummer. Plummer receives back from Pataki now in three-point territory. Apiaki fakes, works away to the elbow. She ran into Kerr in a brick wall. The ball did everything but drop, went around the ring, just didn't go in from the Apiaki shot. That's a real shame. It's going to be tough from here. One minute 55 remaining. Still eight points to lead to the Townsville Fire. I'll work this clock all the way down for most of the 24 seconds. Oh, here's Lewis. Can't make the shot. That's Amy Lewis for the Townsville Fire. She grabbed the rebound, Annika Kerr, but calls for a foul. And Karen Dalton, this is last roll of the dice stuff, calls the timeout for the Sydney Uni Flames. A minute 40 remaining. Annika Kerr called for a third personal. That won't matter too much with the little amount of time remaining in this game, though. And those odds, they're just 
shortening, I think, now for a Townsville win. Yeah, I reckon you'd have uh, Townsville about $1.30 now. Uh, that'd be a hot paper to get in from here. See, I'd take those $1.30. I was thinking probably about $1.08 myself. Maybe they're a bit long. That's why I'm not a bookmaker. I'd be broke by now. What I think Karen Dalton is telling her players in this timeout is that she's trying to make them aware of the situation that they're in. There's only a minute 40 left, and they're down eight. She's going to say, get open to a spot, and don't hesitate, knock that shot down, and let's try and get the stop scores and win this game. Down the other end, I think Peter Buckle is going to be saying, listen, I want you to use 20 seconds of the 24-second clock. I don't want you to try anything risky. I want you to go to our strength down low. I want Kraus taking it to the hole. I want Rahani Cox taking some shots. This game is going to be over in three or four possessions. Boxed out, so if they miss, they don't get a second chance. And we're going to get this win. Let's see how it goes. Play back underway. They win it up the court very quickly. Afiaki gave it the stocking. Plummer thought about the three instead. Worked it inside to the paint. Afiaki goes to work on the basket. Just rolled out. Gee, she's been unlucky with the last two shots she's put up. Tripped to the basketball. There was Lewis. Oh. Afiaki, nasty block by Annika Kerr. Knocked out of court. Townsville ball. Bit at 18 on the clock. <laughs> Annika Kerr. Sending that Afiaki shot right back over her head. Afiaki thought she was fouled. That was huge. Matched a couple of Jennifer Krauss ones from earlier in the game. Flanagan has the basketball. Offloads it to Krauss at the top of the perimeter. Almost slipping there was Amy Lewis when she received the basketball. She goes now right-hand baseline, gives it to Kerr at the free throw line, missed it. Gee, Cox came crashing down on Gilbert there. No foul call, though. Jump ball called. Possession arrow goes the fire's way. So Cox really came tumbling down there. This will be the issue, Rahani. She played a great game, though. She's, she's gone at a good speed. She's really kept Townsville going up and down the floor. Uh, she looks like she's going to end up as a game high scorer. Uh, and she could have had a lot more points. Florenzini checks back in for Gilbert for the Flames. Might be a bit late, though, you get the feeling. We're down to 48 seconds. And it's winding the clock down. Flanagan has it. Offloads it now to Kerr. Back to Flanagan from triple territory. Looks good off the hand. Just didn't hit the shot, though. Hit the back of the ring. And Lewis ripped down the offensive board for Townsville. And that is game over. Now down to the final 30 seconds with Townsville possession. Krauss has it inside the paint. Works it underneath the basket. She's tripped to the basketball but fouled in the process. And it's going to be called on Plummer, who's going to be fouled out of the game. That's her fifth personal. She did well off that last seven minutes on that last foul. She didn't let go of that three that we've seen her hit. She had a couple of chances there in the fourth. But she just didn't let fly. It's unfortunate that they needed those extra points. You can see Townsville. What have they gone to? Jennifer Krause inside. High percentage. She's been fouled. She'll go to the line. No, they're not in the bonus. Must have been not in the act of shooting. Here we go. Cox receives. Flanagan being hustled very closely by Lorenzini. Flanagan backs it out almost to the halfway line. Lorenzini tries to get a hand there and strip it of the basketball. Flanagan crashes into Lorenzini. Down to 
seven seconds on the game clock now. Flanagan tries to throw up a shot. Good pressure from Lawrence E. Kerr with a little putback, missed it. And there is the full-time booster. It is a recently comfortable, not without a little bit of a scare in that midway through the match, win to the Townsville Fire. So they take one and two on the road trip this weekend, 62 points to 54, and only eight points the margin, but they did seem very much in control for virtually the entire match, Bill. Yeah, it was a really good effort from Sydney to stay in it, because Townsville, they had a couple of opportunities to blow this game out. It went to 12 points, it went out to 13 points on another occasion. Sydney Uni were able to stay in the game. They changed their defence up, they had a lot of success with their zone. Uh, they didn't have the strength to go one-on-one with this team, uh, but they brought it back with the team defense of the zone. It was a really good effort from them, but Townsville, they just had a little bit too much. Absolutely so. Terrific win for Townsville Fire. I think Peter Buckle, the coach, will be pretty relieved that they've won at least one of their trips on the road trip, one of their games on the road trip this, this weekend. Eight points that final margin. Of course, they lost to Canberra last night. And next week, well, it's the local derby up in Queensland. It's Townsville taking on Logan. So that's what they've got to look forward to in front of themselves. City Uni will be travelling to Melbourne to take on Bulleen, which will be another interesting encounter. Two fairly evenly matched teams at that. And Sport Radio, incidentally, next week we'll be covering the Canberra Capitals versus Dandenong Rangers match. That match being played at the AIS Arena in Canberra. Bill Baxter is working his way through those full-time stats. We'll give him a few more moments to work his way through those, but I'm sure there's some hefty point scorers there, particularly for the Townsville Fire, who... At 62 points, pretty low scoring affair in the end here, though, the City Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre. Nothing like the 39-point victory that Townsville had over Sydney Uni just two weeks ago. Bill, what are the stats saying? We've got uh, Rohani Cox as the game high scorer with 17 points. She also added nine rebounds. Uh, also for Townsville, Jennifer Krauss, 16 points, eight rebounds, and a very impressive six blocks. Also in double figures for Townsville, Sheree Smith with 10, and then Amy Lewis chiming in uh, with eight points in 27 minutes on court. For Sydney Uni, top scorer was Lindsay Plummer with 16. She only played 28 minutes and 27 seconds due to foul problems and ended up being fouled out of the game. Eva Afiaki, 15 points and 6 rebounds. And Sally Pataki, 11 points and 8 rebounds for Sydney University. Some extremely ordinary shooting uh, from the three-point line for the Sydney Uni Flames. Successful on only one of 12 attempts tonight. They shot 22 of 64 from the field for a lowly 34%. Uh, They did uh, get back in the game with their rebounds. They got it back to a differential of two after three quarters. But in the end, it was Townsville 40, Sydney Uni 32 on the rebound count. So they've made some good damage on the boards there in the last quarter, uh, Townsville, and it's really helped them over the line. Their shooting uh, performance, 19 of 56 from the field for a 34%, equaling that of Sydney Uni, uh, a lowly scoring match. 
They shot three of nine from the three-pointer and a pretty ordinary 21 of 32 from the free-throw line as well. Uh, Telly stuff for them. Seven blocks for the whole game. Six going to Krauss. She caused a lot of problems in there and changed minds. I think it probably Krauss was the player of the game. Wasn't You're it? giving Krauss MVP. Yeah, I probably share that thought with you. I thought at both ends of the court she had it over the... City any Flames opponents. I mean, some of those terrific blocks we saw her do, as you mentioned, she also contributed on the scoreboard as well. So she probably fired the honours with a couple of other players out there. Rowani Cox, she had a good game, but you know, we've seen her play better. Yeah. And she set such a lofty standard for herself that probably the expectations of her are somewhat greater. But let's give Jennifer Krauss the MVP this evening. Their team, the Townsville Fire, winning here 62 points to 54. Special mention also to Rachel Fleming. And oh, yeah, uh, definitely. She really kept them going. Uh, she was 2 of 8 from the field, 0 of 3 from free, from the three-point line, so she really couldn't do some damage there. 2 of 4 from the free throw, 4 rebounds for the point guard, 6 assists a game high, only 1 turnover in 33 minutes on court, 1 steal. It felt like she had uh, 3 or 4 steals, so I wonder about that. And uh, 4 fouls as well. So she was very, very physical, uh, and she deserves special mention as well. Even Afiaki, maybe Sydney's best? What do you think? Yeah, Afiaki, I mean, she had a very quiet third term, but 10 points to half time, and how, how many points did she actually end up 15 with? Points. 15 points. So, Rebound. Yeah, I mean, three-quarter performance from her, but probably Sydney's best player. I like Plummer's performance, but the five fouls really hurt her because she had to spend quite a bit of time on the bench at an important stage of the match as well, and she ended up playing 28 minutes, which is not bad, but probably would have liked to have seen her out on the court for at least 30 minutes of the game if Sydney Uni were going to have a real crack winning tonight. Flanagan spent 33 minutes on court, so she was worked pretty hard by the coach of the Townsville Fire, Peter Buckle. Barney Cox also chimed in with 33 minutes too, and that's reasonably big minutes considering they're backing up from a match last night too. Yeah. A couple of other noteworthy mentions in Sydney Uni, the Adrian Gilbert experiment with Alicia Poto not there. Adrian Gilbert ending up playing uh, 17 minutes and 19 seconds, shooting only 0 of 1 from the field. So she didn't put up a lot. Uh, she, it was a distributed role for her tonight. Yeah, sure. If she'd hit that one shot, we might have seen some more, but when that one didn't go down, that really stopped her. She only ended up with one point, three rebounds, three assists, only one turnover, which is great, stepping up uh, in, in class there and, 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 and really being able to hold on to the ball, which was good. But the other telling factor for Sydney University is their number 25 at the bottom of their box score Rhonda Price the other US import she played tonight you might have missed it she was on for 12 minutes 45 she shot 2 of 6 and only ended up with 4 points she really had a quiet quiet game didn't she? she played 12 minutes now that begs the question and we should have picked up on this earlier during the call why wasn't she out on court was she injured? well I don't she didn't look injured and, uh, I mean she was bounding about like nothing else when she was out on court you looked absolutely fine usually athletic unless we missed something Bill but perhaps there was something you missed there that's why she didn't get back out on the court because she's an exciting talent but just didn't really get the minutes that maybe she would have liked tonight and uh, as you say ended up with just four points from that two or six shooting as well whatever it was you certainly want more from that 
for your in-court players. Absolutely. There's a thousand players in Australia that can give you four points on Super 6 shooting in 12 minutes 45. You don't have to come all the way from America to give that. So I think that there's, there's got to be something going on there with the coach, uh, whether it's her defensive intensity, whether it's uh, she doesn't know the offenses very well and she's getting lost out there, whether she's not protecting the ball. We don't know. But she's got no turnovers, so it wasn't, it wasn't that that she was turning the ball over. Uh, she's shooting the ball, so it's not like she's afraid. She's taken up six shots in 12 minutes. She's only hit two of them, so maybe I can only think it's uh, she's not happy with her on the defensive. Absolutely. Good call. Okay, Bill, I think we've got to wrap things up here, mate. Thanks for your company tonight. It's been great having you on board Sport Radio. I've loved your commentary and the special comments as well, mate. They've been very special. Thank you, John. Pleasure to be here. Also, a special shout-out to Craig Ravel for his 200 WNBL games on Sport Radio. Good on you, Craig. Yeah, but thanks very much to Craig Ravel. He's put in a terrific performance over the years getting this show up and running. He's the man behind the scenes and, of course, behind the microphone too. You can catch him next week, Saturday night at the AIS Arena when the Canberra Capitals take on the Dandenong Rangers. John Keogh signing off on behalf of the Sport Radio team. Bill Baxter joined me tonight. Thanks to him. We'll see you soon more and more WNBL action on Sport Radio. It was the Sydney Uni Flames going down to the Townsville Fire tonight by eight points.